ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Hello, Adele. Hello, Jeremy. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, Roxy says hi, too. Hi, Roxy. So what's going on? Not much. We missed a couple weeks here. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're busy with initial training, and I've had to go back to Calgary a few times. Uh, and today, so today is actually Saturday. Um, this one will be released on Wednesday. Uh, and yeah, we have an action-packed few days. I have to go back to Calgary as soon as we finish this, and then we go back to teaching Sunday, Monday. Monday is going to be graduation for our current phase uh, of initial training. So for any of our participants listening, congratulations. Yes, congrats. This phase this is phase seven. It's our fourth in a row, back to back to back to back. Yeah. Um, and we have not much time off uh, between this ending of uh, this phase and the beginning of the next phase, which yeah. is also going to be probably a little bit of a shock because we're used to having like a good two weeks, three weeks. Like yeah. We've been on a 10-day cruise between phases before, you know, like a good two weeks spent just like le- leisurely doing things. Now it's going to be intense. Go, yeah. go, go. We have things to do. We have people to see. We have flights to take all over Canada. So it's just yeah. going to be, uh, I'm like <laughs> overwhelmed thinking about it, but oh well, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, so I've been hearing from lots of our previous participants and they're loving, loving flying right now. Uh, and so now this new, batch of flight attendants will be in the air in the next week or two they'll be out there doing their first flight so uh maybe we'll get some of their reactions and see how their first flights go as well uh so what did we want to talk about today so um for all you young hip happening people so not me okay (laughs) um there's this tiktok trend thing that's been going around of people in whatever profession saying five things or how many things they wouldn't do as a let's say police officer five things you would uh this person doesn't wouldn't do as a vet five things you wouldn't do as a hairstylist so these are all like people of that profession saying things that they wouldn't do just kind of the saying, you know, the things that they've seen, so the things that they know to avoid and that would, you know, essentially have no benefit and are just consequences outweigh the pros of said activity or said action or just whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had the idea of let's bring this to the podcast and let's talk about things we wouldn't do as flight attendants. It's going to be more than five just because this is a 30 second TikTok. Um, we're going to, you know, expand a little bit and we have a few different categories as well, just to have a little bit of a conversation and a little bit more content and context when it comes to all of the things we're going to mention. Mm-hmm. So where do you want to start as a flight attendant? Five things I wouldn't do. Let's start with like preparing for the trip. So preparation for the trip will include, let's say, packing, booking the trip, booking the flight, booking the hotel, and all of that. Oh, so not as a flight attendant, but just regular travel? But that's the point, Jeremy. Oh, I thought we were doing it from a flight attendant. Like working. 
not working, traveling like for leisure. Because I don't book a hotel when I'm working. <laughs> okay, so let's explain this a little bit more for Jeremy and those who don't understand what we're doing. Because I'm not young and hip. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave all this. <laughs> this is funny. Um, okay, so I'll give an example of one of one of the things I've seen. Uh, so the hairstylist one, she says five things I wouldn't do as a hairstylist. So essentially, from the experience of being a hairstylist in the salon, her years of interacting with clients, different products, things like that. These are the things that she wouldn't do um, to her hair or just things that she wouldn't use because what she's seen. So like one of the examples or one of the things this person said is I wouldn't use uh, this particular product um because there's no point it just strips your hair and it doesn't do what it's supposed to do so don't use this particular kind of product because not as a hairstylist on the days that she's working like in general as a hairstylist this is the things that she wouldn't do kind of in this with the knowledge of being a hairstylist yes okay Gotcha. Gotcha. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this might go completely off the walls here. <laughs> well, I, I did a little prep for this episode and it, it was completely wrong. So uh, we're going off the cuff now. <laughs> I showed oh, I showed no. Adele a little bit of my prep and she's like, no, let's just sort of have a conversation. So, all right, let's have a little fun. This is the conversation that's <laughs> happening, clearly. Okay. So five things... <laughs> Roxy is not an approval of this. Five things I wouldn't do when preparing for a vacation or preparing for travel. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What do you want me to start or do you want Yes, to- please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, in preparation for a trip in general, and this is something that I've had to learn as a flight attendant, and it's a very good life thing to be able to do is to not overpack. So as flight attendants, we have to, you know, go for days uh, with our carry-on. We're walking through airports, going through security, putting our bags in overhead bins. And this is constantly, maybe several times a day, definitely several times over the course of our pairing, our cycle, or whatever. So if you overpack, well, you have to lug that weight around with you mm-hmm. everywhere. And also, on the other side of things, if you pack too much, then you can't bring anything back with you. Yeah, it limits what you can bring back. And I think about all of our friends who, just on layovers, go to Trader Joe's in uh, LA or San Francisco. And you usually, what was it? One of my participants said this to me the other day. So you're supposed to bring an empty suitcase when you go there so you can bring all the Trader Joe's stuff back, right? And I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, but it's... It's true, though, because, I mean, obviously working uh, a flight as a flight attendant and also going on a trip, you need different things. Like when we're working as a cabin crew, we obviously have our uniforms when we're wearing our uniform. So we don't have to pack um, our whole uniform, like extra pieces, of course. However, not like our whole uniform is packed in. So not our like meeting clothes, business attire, anything like that is in our suitcase. Um, But yeah, so like, for example, I'll pack like one, you know, 
walking around the city, like sightseeing, let's say outfit that could also be nice enough to go out for dinner or drinks with the crew and some workout clothes so I can go to the gym uh, at the hotel. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll have, I have a pair of sneakers that really um, are compact. The, these are Nike's, not that I'm sponsored by Nike, of course, but they're very, very um, compact and they squish very, very small. I have the same thing with my, what are they? I think they're Pumas. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Same thing. Puma and Nike sponsor us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So those shoes don't take much room. And then depending on the season, I'll either have like, like a closed shoe, like a whatever mm-hmm. boot or whatever, or I'll have like a pair of sandals that I can wear out and about in the mm-hmm. summer. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I, of course in my toiletries, but yeah, I'm not going to bring like five changes of clothes. I'm not going to bring five different kinds of workout outfits. I'm not going to bring, you know, three pairs of shoes, just, you know, uh, in case Yeah, there's no in case it's the, you have to pack light the lighter the better because hey if you don't do any shopping that's not your thing well fine it's just but less weight that you're exactly. carrying around yeah it's just you're making your life easier walking through the airport putting stuff in the overhead bin and just like also let's call a spade a spade if for some reason you have to check your bag even if it's carry on there's not much room in the in the plane or you you're that one person okay i can volunteer to check my carry on suitcase and they lose it. Well, the less thing you packed in your bag, the less thing you end up losing. <laughs> oh, that's true. I didn't you know? think of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, okay. you know, don't pack all of your, you know, most prized possessions when you go on a trip. Leave those at home. And then... Just your necessities. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, number one is don't pack too much. What's number two? That's that's you to... Oh, now I have to say yeah, a number two. Contribute something, Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to say... <laughs> Number two, don't stress, but be prepared about accommodations. When I say don't stress is there's a million websites out there where you can book a hotel or a hostel. I've gone on vacations before where we start in one area and we know we're going to travel to like another area, but we haven't booked our accommodation there yet. And you book it on the fly. So don't stress, but be prepared. Don't arrive somewhere with no accommodation. You know, you can prepare as you're going along. Uh, but don't stress about it. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And also gives more uh, flexibility to the trip because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going if you're going for two days, then yeah, you're going to probably stay at the same place for yeah. two days, whatever. But um, th- if you're going, let's say, to Thailand or Bali or somewhere in Europe for like two, three weeks, yeah, yeah. Things can change. You can get there and, you know, talk to locals or talk to other travelers. And they they say, yeah, definitely don't go to that area. Not worth it. We just came from there. Yep. It's a a skip for us. And you're like, okay, actually, we might as well skip it as well. Yeah. Or just things like that. Or you decide, oh, I actually really want to go to this area instead. Mm -hmm. Um, And you kind of change your plan. So, yeah, definitely book a... a, um, accommodation for the first couple nights because while well, you're going to be jet lagged you need a pied somewhere yeah. to like foot on the ground for the non-french speaking <laughs> um to just you know rest mm. yeah recuperate from the long journey yeah 
uh, maybe venture out a little bit the first couple of days, but then you can also start planning a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm thinking quickly of two examples. One where the first time I ever went to Greece, uh, it was okay, we land in Athens. I met my friend there because we both took different routes to get there. And then we're like, okay, we're spending the first night here in Athens. And then what? And so we would jump on the internet, look it up. Okay, we'll take the ferry and we'll go to this island and then book accommodations. And then once we get there, we'll see what the next what the next uh, step is. And then another one where we had, um, my friend and I had a whole trip planned for the weekend. Uh, nothing was booked yet, but we were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then we woke up on Friday morning and all of the flights had filled up for the destination that we wanted. So we're like, okay, quickly, let's look at where the flights are open so that we can jump on a different flight. And literally within half an hour, had a whole different, completely opposite weekend planned. And so don't stress about it. Just be prepared. Mm -hmm. And that's the one where I actually got to go and see a UFC event. <laughs> Interesting. In Houston. <laughs> Wasn't planning on going to Houston. Ended up in Houston. <laughs> Um, so I think the last thing I would, I would mention for the preparation for a trip is I would never book on a third party website. What do you mean by a third party website? Like Expedia, um, whatever, any other thing like that. Um, just be for airline tickets. Oh, airline tickets. Yeah. Just because... When you booking through a third party, unfortunately, if anything happens, a flight cancellation, delay that makes you miss a connection or whatever, you always then have to go back to that third party and deal with them. But guess what? You're at the airport. You're dealing with that the airline that you're ending up traveling on. But then you have to go back and d deal with Expedia or whoever you booked with. So if something goes off the rails, you're kind of... Yeah, you can't deal with the airline directly. You have to continue going through that third party. Okay, I get, yeah. I get you. And it's it's extremely frustrating for the passenger who is, or the traveler who's booked on that party, mm -hmm. uh, that third party website, but then is traveling on your airline, having experience working at the airport and like check-in uh, area and all that. Sometimes I've had to deal with passengers who booked on third-party websites and then they wanted to do a change or anything and I was unable to access any of their files mm -hmm. because all I could do is literally check them in and check their bags mm -hmm. and maybe change their seat on board. But you couldn't do pretty much anything else. Yeah. And if they wanted like an upgrade, if they wanted to change their flight, if they wanted anything else like that, they needed to contact the... Like the travel agent of sorts that booked mm -hmm. their flight. And the same sort of thing happened to us. And it's not with a flight, but when we booked a cruise, we booked not directly with the cruise line because we were getting a, a good deal through our company. But then something went off with our booking and we didn't get what we ended up originally booking, but the cruise line couldn't do anything. They're like, no, you booked through your own company, so you have to deal with them. And we couldn't reach them. Yeah, so we ended up being a little bit SOL yep. on that vacation. And, you know, lesson learned, never do that again. We'll book directly with the cruise line next time. Yeah, because if you're on on a flight, on a cruise, on a resort, you're dealing with those people directly. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with that company you're directly. You're face-to-face with them, yeah. Yeah, 
But then if your reservation, your booking, your whatever is through someone else, well, then you're, let's say, in Mexico on a resort, then then you have to call a third party to then have to co- communicate with the resort people that are standing in front of you. Yeah. How frustrating is that? Yeah. That's insanely frustrating. And you're on vacation. You want to enjoy it. You want everything to just be like, hey, we'd like to upgrade our room. Can we do it? What's the price? And they're like, no, we literally can't do anything for you. Yeah. So you're frustrated at them, but like it's not their fault. And it's like your frustration is all the way over there mm-hmm. with someone. Well, I mean, not a particular person, but like, the company of the website or, that you booked yeah, through. whatever that third party so is. So just yeah. be careful. Those prices sometimes they're very alluring. However, buyer beware. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, okay, so That's our next one. category mm-hmm. is at the airport. Okay. So now, you know, we've essentially booked our flight, we've packed, we've gone to the airport. So things we wouldn't do as flight attendants, but particularly uh, at the airport. Mm-hmm. Do you have one in mind? Uh, well, I have one. It's more in general, not just flight attendants, but um, don't joke when you're at security. Everything is taken very seriously at security. Um, don't don't make any kind of jokes like, oh, what do you think I'm hiding in my bag, a bomb? If you do anything like that, you're going to be pulled out of the line right away and <laughs> you're going to go be... You- you're going to go and meet with airport security for an extended period of time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's... They take that stuff very seriously. Mm-hmm. So if you're in an airport, don't even say explosive, bomb, gun, weapon. Mm-hmm. Don't even say those words. It's There's no point. Why would you be saying those words? It's mm-hmm. useless. It's stupid. And don't do it. Mm-hmm. Even if, yeah, you're, you're f- trying to be funny and you're like, ha, ha, ha. Like, I'm a terrorist. Ha, ha, ha. No, no, no. No. They're going to be funny. like, oh, ho, ho. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Come with us. Yeah. So don't don't joke around security or anywhere at the airport. Or it's not a joking matter. Well. Yeah, yeah, security customs. So yeah, exactly. Just li- literally, just go through the motions, and it's not the time to be funny and humor, humoristic or whatever. It's time to just yeah. literally go through the motions, walk through, go to your gate, and then wait for your <laughs> plane. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, the next thing I wouldn't do is buy snacks at the airport. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes you're you're stuck there, you're delayed, you have an unexpected long stopover or layover somewhere or whatever. However, as much as possible, try to bring your own snacks. You can bring food through security. Yep. It's the liquids that are uh, you have to be careful about. Uh, if you're crossing uh borders just look up what you can and can't bring to that country or let's say you're traveling from canada to europe you can eat your like sandwich in canada before you get to europe and then you won't have to declare it yeah you know what i mean so try to pack a snack try to pack yourself something because you go to the relay store the hudson store whatever they have at the airports uh in canada especially you're going to pay insane amounts for these snacks yeah and yeah they're great snacks they're delicious yeah however the markup is outrageous and definitely not worth it go to costco and pack yourself individual baggies of snacks to bring with you yeah that'll be so much more economical 
and also probably more delicious because you'll be able to have more with you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Like a small little bag of nuts or something at the airport, you're going to be paying eight to ten dollars for that, and it's like the same thing at Costco would probably be like three bucks. <laughs> yeah, Roxy also is not liking those prices. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm still okay with like going to a restaurant in an airport though yeah the prices will be higher but then you have like a full meal yep you know you can have a full meal you can have a drink or whatever and yeah airport restaurants are definitely more pricey however um you have the experience of like sitting down and being kind of away from the hustle and bustle and then you get served and you get like a actually warm meal or prepared meal and that's nice Mm -hmm. so you pay for that However, the snacks and like even the like pre-made sandwiches or whatever at the relays, not worth it. It's not going to be good and it's going to be really expensive. Yep. So just beware of that. Know what you can and can't bring to your destination and just pack some snacks. Mm-hmm. Have granola bars with you on hand all the time, a protein bar, whatever to fill you up. And then um, just know prepare yourself that way yeah you don't want to spend your whole vacation budget at the airport (laughs) buying snacks (laughs) before your vacation starts (laughs) roxy's really vocal today um my next one is um as a flight attendant going in an airport something i would never do is be late airplanes don't wait for you if the recommended time is to get there X amount of hours beforehand, do it because those recommended times are going to ensure that you'll have enough time to check in, check your bag if needs be, wait in line for security, get through security, get to your gate with ample time before the flight leaves. If you're late, the plane will leave. They do not wait for people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might always hear these stories of, oh, yeah, my friend or my cousin or my aunt took this flight and they waited for her connection and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Exceptional circumstances, different situations. You never know. Maybe there's there was a delay on the other flight already. So that's why they, quote unquote, waited for them. However, don't expect, yeah, that your connection flight to wait. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, um, Adele's not here, so we must wait for her. So airlines pay huge amounts of money to get proper takeoff and landing slots at airports. And if they miss those slots, it costs them more money. So they're not going to wait for little old you because you were running late or you got stuck in traffic or, you know, the lineup was a little longer than expected at, uh, at security. Get through with ample time to make it to your plane. Don't be late. Yeah, exactly. Us um, cabin crew, when we're traveling on our passes, we do kind of skirt with danger sometimes and we get to the airport um, very shortly before the flight, Mm -hmm. maybe within like the hour of the flight departure. However, we have quicker access through security. Usually we don't check bags. And we're also very familiar with the layouts of those airports because we work in them all the time. We travel through them all the time. So, yeah, don't do like Jeremy and I do. (laughs) 
get there much longer because Jeremy's going to be probably at the airport barely an hour before his flight leaves today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay because I know I know where security is. I know how to get through quickly. I know which gate I'm going to. Um and I know how long boarding takes. So like I'm not I'm not even flirting with danger today. I know I'm going to get to the airport with about an hour to spare, but I know I've I don't have any liquids with me, so my bag can just go right through security. It's a quick and easy process. So now we're going to move on to in flight on the plane itself. So these might seem like logical things. However, we've seen a lot of people do them and we would never ever do these things on a plane. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You go ahead. Uh, number one, I would never take off my shoes and walk into a lavatory. Yeah. That's gross. I'm sorry, but... <sighs> Let's just say some people don't know how to aim. And that's putting it lightly. And that's not just number ones. <laughs> yeah, so whether you're a full-grown adult or you're traveling with your kid... Don't let anyone go in the lavatory or just literally walk around the plane barefoot. Yeah. And again, we've seen it. We see it on almost every flight. And I cringe every time I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, airplanes are like groomed between flight, like between each flight and between passengers boarding and deplaning. Um. That's that. They don't, you know, steam wash the the floors and the carpets and disinfect everything. It, I mean, it's better ever since COVID. They do a, a deeper cleaning, but they're not on board doing all that during a 16-hour flight. Yeah, as well. So, just something to be aware of. What's your next one? Um, No sex on the plane. <laughs> It's disgusting. You're, again, in the lavatory, absolutely 0% no. Yeah. Um, on the seat, first of all, we know what you're doing. Like, cabin crew, they they can see you. Yeah. So, absolutely not. You will, first of all, be a disruptive passenger because that's indecent behavior. Yeah. And even, like, in the business class pod, definitely no Again, oh, we can see that. And what? Really? Does that happen? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so disgusting. Don't had, do it. <laughs> I've had infu- influencers that I follow on, like, social media from, like, The Bachelor and stuff, like, brag about having sex in business class pods. Wow. And on our airline. Really? Yeah. What's so, wrong with these people? Yeah. So, just, you know... Do what you want in life. However, these are things that we wouldn't do and for a good reason. Like, what if the previous uh, passenger peed in the seat? That would be gross. (laughs) Hopefully that would be clean. But (laughs) Yeah. However, maybe not disinfected fully, you know. So just keep that in mind. No sex on the plane. Have sex in your hotel room. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Anything else? On a plane, something I wouldn't do. Don't get intoxicated. 
Um, when we say that now on a plane, because the cabin altitude is higher than ground level or sea level, uh, alcoholic beverages are going to go to your head and affect you a lot more than they would on the ground. One drink on the ground, sorry, one drink on a plane is equivalent to maybe two drinks on the ground. So if you're like, oh, I can handle three beers, no problem. Okay. But can you handle six beers? No problem. Yeah, exactly. Some people don't realize that and they, you know, yeah, they think, oh yeah, this is no problem at all. But we've seen it. We've all seen the passenger who gets too drunk and just um, acts a fool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And also just be careful of your tray tables. Um, again, they're groomed. However, not every tray table is fully Lysol clean. So maybe rule of thumb is just to travel with your own like um, Lysol wipes. You're like a little pouch, you know, a carry pouch with like 10 or 15 in them. Or a little disinfectant like um, antibacterial little wipes, whatever. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then just disinfect quickly. We kind of got used to that during COVID. However, just in general, it's a good idea, especially if you're going on a Nick like you said, a 15-hour flight or even 10, eight-hour flight. It's just a good idea. Mm -hmm. You never know what was before and you never know how quickly the grooming process happened on the plane before, from the flight before. So just be mindful. If you're going to spend a lot of time on your tray table, maybe reading, even working, putting your laptop on there, mm -hmm. you know, and then you're putting your laptop on your lap later, on your bed. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, I think that wraps up this episode. Yeah. We may do a, a part two uh, at some point because yeah, I feel like we could probably talk about discuss. hotels and talk about cities that you're not familiar with. Yeah. We've got a lot more we can probably say. Yeah. It's not going to be anytime soon. We're going to let this, you know, um, we're going to publish <laughs> this and, you know, see how, how people are like and maybe get some uh, ideas from others. But yeah, I think this is an interesting subject. And uh, yeah, if you have any suggestions on other TikTok trends we can bring to the podcast, definitely let us know. Mm -hmm. And as always, if you're out there flying, make sure you're nice to your flight attendants because they might have to save your butt one day. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.